Well, good morning. Let's stand together if we can. If you're excited to be here, would you put your hands together and bless the Lord this morning? You know what? That was really great for the 8 a.m. crowd, but the clock says that you're the 9.30 crowd. So would you put them together like you're a 9.30 crowd who's excited and ready to be here? Our kids are going to be in here in just a moment and sing, but they're not here right now, so I need you to pretend like I am a kid. Okay? Help me to feel younger and maybe help you to feel younger this morning. We're going to start by warming up our voices so that we can sing with our kids here in just a moment. Let's celebrate the season of Christmas. Joy to the world, the Lord is come. Let earth receive her King. Let every heart, let every heart prepare Him room. Let heaven, let heaven and nature sing. Let heaven, let heaven and nature sing. Joy to the world, the Savior reigns. Joy to the world, the Savior reigns. Let men their songs employ while fields, while fields and floods, rocks, hills, and plains repeat the sounding joy repeat the sounding joy repeat repeat the sounding joy and he rules the world he rules the world with truth and and makes the Are you amazed by his love? Amen. The love of Jesus is so great. Some of you have been celebrating Christmas since Labor Day. Some of you just started a few days ago. Regardless of when you started or how you celebrate, it's all about Jesus. Amen. And so he's the reason we're singing this morning. I want us to lean into a Christmas carol that really is just a song of worship. It says, Oh, come all ye faithful joyful and triumphant oh come ye oh come ye to Bethlehem come and behold come and behold him born the king of angels oh come let us choirs of angels sing choirs of angels sing in exaltation oh sing all ye sit 
Here's the song we sing. Sing glory to God, all glory in the high. Let's lift it up. Oh, come, let us adore. Oh, come, let us adore Him. Oh, come, let us adore Him. For he alone, for he alone is worthy, for he alone is worthy, for he alone is worthy, Christ the Lord. We'll give him all the glory, we'll give him all the We'll give him all the glory. We'll give him all the glory. He cries the Lord. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. Oh my soul. Worship his holy sing like never sing like never before oh my soul I will worship your holy name let's sing that again bless the Lord oh my soul oh my soul worship his holy What a beautiful name it is, what a beautiful name it is, the name of Jesus Christ, my King. What a beautiful name it is, nothing compares to this, what a beautiful name it is, the name of Jesus. Let's sing that again. What a beautiful name it is, what a beautiful name it is, the name of Jesus Christ, my King. What a beautiful name it is, nothing compares to this, what a beautiful name it is, the name of Jesus. Death could not hold you, the veil tore before you, you silenced the boast of sin and grace. The heavens are roaring, the praise of your glory, 
sing this out. Now you have no rival. You have no Powerful name it is, the name of Jesus. Oh, come, let us adore. Come on, lift it up. Oh, come, let us adore him. Oh, come, let us adore. Let's give him all the praise this morning. God, we praise you in this place. So we just thank you, God, for this moment, Lord, that we have to worship you. God, we just thank you, Lord, that for the, for the season, God, of what this time of year reminds us, Lord, that you came so that we might have, we might have hope. God, we just thank you for that truth today. We're so grateful for that. We're so grateful for your love and your mercy and your grace for us in our lives, and we just praise you in this place today. God, we pray that you would just have your way in this service this morning. God, do what you want to do, and we thank you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, we're not done worshiping just yet. As, as, as a family, we do this every single week, and uh, we're going to do it this morning as well, and just praying the way Jesus taught us to pray. As we do it together, it's it's it builds our unity with one another, and it refocuses our minds and our hearts this morning on what's really important. So can we pray this prayer together? Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil, for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Let's give God praise this morning. So obviously we have some special things planned this morning. I just want to just acknowledge myself for being able to pray that prayer with these kids behind me. Um, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But this, we got some special stuff in store for us this morning. And so can we give a big hand to these amazing kiddos this morning?
Come on, let's give these kids a big hand this morning. Give them a big hand. Wow. I don't know about you guys, but I think we could have charged entry for that. We could have sold some tickets. We have a bus that's going to come around in the front, load them up, and take them to Branson. Uh, and so feel free to follow us on the way there. Um, so I, I know you're not going to listen to me for the next couple of moments. So I've announced this for you. Uh, my job also is to stall for a few moments as these awesome kiddos leave the stage and some other ones come with me on this stage. And so bear with me because I know you're not going to listen anyway. But just a reminder, the first week of January, everybody say January. Thank you. You guys are listening. I appreciate that. Uh, January 3rd through the 5th is our Revive Prayer Conference. And we say it a lot. We're talking about it a lot because we're really, really excited about it. We cannot wait to see what God does. We're so excited for the amazing speakers that we have coming. And so uh, our goal is to talk about it as much as possible. And so you have no excuse. You're not going to forget about it because we want you to be there. Not only because it's going to be a great time, but also what a better way to start the year out correctly than by refocusing our hearts, refocusing our minds 
on Jesus and putting him first at the beginning of the year and really setting the pace for the rest of the year. And obviously, we've talked about it before, we have some incredible speakers coming that you won't want to miss. But more importantly than that, God will be here. As always, the, the Spirit of the Lord is going to be here. And so please be here for that. Again, that's January 3rd through the 5th. It'll be 7 p.m. Um, obviously, those nights, that's Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Uh, but please, we'd love to have you there. Hope to see you there. I think I stalled almost long enough. So what I need you to do, can you give these kids a hand this morning as they come onto the stage? Drop a 
same country shepherds, abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night, and lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid, and the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you tidings of great joy, 
which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God, and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. The shepherds came to see the baby by his mother's side Here lay the Savior inside a manger Oh, what a glorious night
One more time, we give these kids a big hand this morning as they leave. Can we give a big hand to Pastor Sherry and Pastor Melanie and all of our amazing kids workers this morning? Let's give them one more big hand. We appreciate you so much. We're so grateful that we have some amazing uh, leaders and pastors that are really pouring into our kids, and clearly they're doing a great, great job. Let's give them, I'm sorry, one more big hand as they go. We got to do it. Come on. Great job, great job, great job. Why don't you guys, as they're leaving the stage, why don't you turn to the screens and check out this announcement video. Hi everyone, welcome to Spirit Church. My name is Robin and we are so glad you're here today. Whether you're here in person or you're joining us online, we consider you part of our family and we would love to connect with you. If you're here in person, you can scan this QR code on the screen next to me to fill out your connect card or your guest card. Or if you're joining us online, you can fill it out by going to spirit.church connect or spirit.church guest. This is a great way for you to stay connected and for us to be able to serve your family better. If you're new to Spirit Church, welcome. Jason and I would love to meet you in the Welcome Center right after this worship experience. We just want to meet your family, give you a gift, and say thank you for being our guest today. If you're a guest with us today, please don't feel any pressure to give. But if you're here and want to give, here's three ways that you can. You can fill out a giving envelope and drop it at either kiosk in the Commons area. You can give online on our website at spirit.church give, or you can use our church center app. Spirit Church, thanks for being so faithful so we can continue to share love, joy, and peace with our community. Now I have a few announcements for you. First Wednesday is this week, December 6th at 7 p.m. Bring your entire family as we continue our Christmas celebration with Christmas songs, worship, and a special word. Childcare will be provided birth through age five. Spirit Youth's annual Christmas craze will be happening next Sunday, December 10th at 5.30 p.m. This Christmas party is one of our favorite events of the year with games, food, and giveaways. This year's theme is how the Grinch stole Christmas. So dress up, invite your friends, and come join us. Lastly, we want to invite you and your family to our worship Christmas celebration on December 17th. Come celebrate the wonder of Christmas with our worship team at 8, 9.30, and 11 a.m. that Sunday. Spirit Church, thanks for listening. Now let's get out our message notes as Jason comes to start our new series, Wonder. I want to read to you Isaiah 9, 6 through 7. For a child is born to us, a son is given to us. The government will rest on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. His government and its peace will never end. He will rule with fairness and justice from the throne of his ancestor David for all eternity. The passionate commitment of the Lord of Heaven's armies will make this happen. There's some cute twins on the screen, right? We've got a lot of cute twins in our church. You just saw some that were right there. We're so glad you're here. Would you help me welcome those who are watching online? 
I've already got text messages. Yeah. They want to know who that super cute kid is that laid down on stage for the second year in a row. Rachel, come on. It's so great. I was hoping it would happen. We love Elias so much. Let me direct your attention to a couple of important events that are coming up. I know Grant told you about it. Robin told you about it in the announcements. But these are our Christmas events, all that's happening this season. There's a lot of things vying for your attention. And we want to make sure you know about all that is happening. You'll notice there on the 24th, Jesus' birthday party. I want to remind you, that is a Sunday. So that will be 8 a.m., 9.30 a.m., 11 a.m. Our same service times that we have every other Sunday, we will have that week. So if you try to come at 8 p.m., 9.30 p.m., or 11 p.m., you will have a great time by yourself in your car in the parking lot because we won't be here. So those are morning services. We bring the whole church family together. Our kids come in, our adults come in, and we celebrate Jesus's birthday together. You probably are looking at the screen going, he doesn't have anything listed for next Sunday. And next Sunday is our Christmas of generosity where we give and we celebrate all that God has done for us. Next Sunday, we're gonna take a special offering. And so I'm letting you know about it now so that you can be prepared to give. All of our giving next Sunday is going to benefit Global University in the Arab world. What that is, is the Bible school that trains pastors in some of the most unreached countries on the planet. Some places that you maybe haven't even heard about, and we're going to talk more in detail about that next week. But you know we don't take a lot of special offerings around here. But at Christmas, we want to give this offering to help provide scholarships to pastors so that they can minister in some of the most difficult and unreached parts of the globe. Who's, who's all about that so that we can reach one more? Amen. And so that's what we are going to be giving towards next week. Now, it's not just about money because there's some other ways that we're going to celebrate giving next week. There's surprises that will be there. I can't tell you about them because then they wouldn't be surprises. So you'll have to just be here next week to find out about the surprises. And speaking of surprises, as you leave today, we've got our stock of Little Debbie Christmas tree cakes. They're available for you as you head out. If you went to Walmart and they were sold out, that is not our fault. We did not order from Walmart. We get these separate. We do these months. We tried in August to order these and they weren't available. And you didn't want them to be available in August because you wouldn't eat this if it had sat out since August. Actually, some of you would. Some of you would eat this had it been sitting out since August. Your kids are going to pick these up in kids, so they're already getting theirs. But as you leave, our team will be there to serve you. Would you stand with me this morning? We're going to get right into our In the Vault text. I don't have a long time to preach because our kids sang, and I am totally good with that. I'd rather our kids sing more and me preach less because I love our kids. They did an amazing, amazing job. Um, we are passionately committed to biblical literacy at Spirit Church. And all throughout this year, we've been memorizing a verse each month that goes along with the messages that we've been teaching from. So this is our last one. We're in December. This is our last in the vault text. So two weeks from today on the 17th will be check-in day where you can quote at the quotation station and we'll incentivize you and reward you for that good uh, discipline in your life. You say, man, only two weeks to memorize, but when you look at it, you've probably heard this verse or are at least somewhat familiar with this verse. I don't know if you've noticed, but in the commons, our new artwork that's in there, these words are actually on the wall to help you, like a cheat sheet for you, but we're going to get this in our spirit because we believe so strongly in the word of God. Would you say this with me this morning? For a child is born to us, a son is given to us. The government will rest on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, 
everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. His government and its peace will never end. He will rule with fairness and justice from the throne of his ancestor David for all eternity. The passionate commitment of the Lord of Heaven's armies will make this happen. Lord Jesus, thank you for the power of your word. Your word is what challenges us. It changes us. As we study it, it makes us more like you. Today, we want to hear your voice. So I pray that my voice would not fill this room. The Holy Spirit, would you communicate to each of us exactly what we need to hear today? We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you as you're seated today. As you can see, our series is called Wonder. And we are reminding ourselves during this season that we are in awe of who Jesus is. We're in awe of his gift to us. We're in awe of his grace. We're in awe of his glory. And what does that mean? What does it mean to be in awe? Well, the dictionary defines the word awe as a feeling of reverential respect mixed with fear or wonder. The word awe is actually the foundation of the word awesome. And all of us in this room, I think, would agree that we are in awe of Jesus. And when we say awe or we say the word wonder, it kind of reminds us of a beautiful morning sunrise or a glorious vista in some faraway location. And we talk about Jesus, too. We talk about how we're in awe of him. And we like to say that Jesus wants to be our best friend. And that's completely true. But we also need to be enamored with Jesus. Sometimes, maybe unintentionally, we have made Jesus so much like us that we lose sight of how glorious and how wonderful and how awesome he is. And so throughout this month, I hope that we can remind ourselves of how wonderful the Jesus is that we serve. And today, as it says, we are in awe of our gift. We started thinking about what are the greatest gifts we've ever been given. When I was young, maybe just a little bit older than these amazing kids that sang today, Nintendo came out and my parents bought for my brother and I Super Mario Brothers and Duck Hunt. And I mean, you, you were cool if you had a Nintendo with Super Mario and Duck Hunt. And do you know that to this day, you are still cool if you have a Nintendo with Super Mario and Duck Hunt. You're not just cool, but you're also rich. Because if I would have held on to that thing, we could have sold it for some money. We're thinking about the best gift, maybe not at Christmas time, just the best gift at any point. When I was 16 years old, my grandfather handed me the keys to a 1955 Chevy truck. And that's me with my brother and my dad. My mom was taking a photo for Christmas that year when I was in high school. And that is what I drove every day to high school. Can you imagine? It's a, for my car guys and girls who are here, it's a 1955 first series Chevy truck. There were two editions in 55. One was boxy. That was the second series. And one was rounded off. That's the first series. It's got the five windows. So it's got the pocket windows in the back. It's got three on the tree. The starter's on the floorboard. And it's a 255 air conditioner, which means two windows down, 55 miles an hour. And you stay nice and cool. And man, it was slick. The problem was the radiator was broken. And so at a red light, I was always revving the engine. And people thought I wanted to race them. I did not. I wanted the engine to stay cool because when the engine overheated, you were stuck in this really awesome looking truck. And when you got to where you were going, you better need to be there for about half an hour because when you turn it off, the heat immediately goes all the way up. And you had to wait half an hour to 45 minutes before the heat in the engine came down enough that it would start itself back up again. It's one of the greatest gifts 
that I've ever been given. I asked our staff, what's the best gift you've been given? Pastor Sherry, our children's pastor, said that her husband Donnie got her a KitchenAid mixer and she loves that because she loves to cook and she loves to spend that time in the kitchen with her family. And, and doesn't she have nice countertops? Yeah, with the white cabinets, I really like those. Uh, we asked Cheryl, my administrator, and she said for her 10th wedding anniversary with her husband Jackson, her mother-in-law gave them a night away and a gift certificate for a couple's massage, which is a great gift, but the better part of the gift was that her mother-in-law stayed with their daughters. They were living cross-culturally in a different country at the time. Her mother-in-law stayed with her daughters who were three, four, and five at the time. That's a gift, while her and her husband Jackson could get away. Kelly, one of our administrators, said her daughter Marissa made her a special book with different coupons in it. And she said the book itself is so special because of all of the effort that my daughter put into it. Pastor Daniel's a youth pastor, so his greatest gift is noise-canceling headphones. <laughs> he said he has no idea where they are, but they were the greatest gift he's ever been given. Colin played the guitar this morning. You sometimes hear him on the drums. He's one of our interns. It was a drum set when he was seven years old that was his greatest gift. Katie's our videographer and helps in our creative ministry and her greatest gift was a ring, not her engagement ring, but another ring that her husband gave her that has their wedding date engraved on it, just holds special significance. My wife Robin, her greatest gift is her grandmother's jewelry box that sits in our bedroom to this day and her and her grandmother were extremely close and so it's a wonderful reminder of that precious relationship. And Pastor Grant, I want you to come out and share, or come up, I'm sorry, real quick, about the greatest gift other than Gabby because we all know you're you're way out of your league buddy Absol but the absolutely. greatest gift <laughs> absolutely first of all I'm talking way too much today uh, uh, second of all uh, so my wife and I we got married uh, July of 2020 great year to get married by the way um, but you know when you get married you get a lot of gifts one uh, a couple months after we got married we had a family friend uh, from Stigler Oklahoma you've never heard of Stigler Oklahoma that's okay. It's really small. That's where my parents are from. That's where my, my grandparents were from. Kind of just all my family going way back, hundreds of years, actually, is from that area of Oklahoma. And so this family friend calls us and says, hey, I have a gift for you, uh, my wife and I. And so, you know, we, we were able to get down there a couple months later, and it was a surprise. We weren't told what it was. We didn't know what it was. Um, and we got to their house, and they handed us this painting. And I was like, yeah, I don't know anything about this. But the more I look at it, uh, I, I looked at it, and if you see in the bottom right is a signature. That signature says N. Browning. And what had happened was uh, the family friend, his, his wife, had been going around town uh, visiting the garage sales, and they went to this church, and this church was selling this, this painting. And she just looked at it, didn't think of anything about it, but then she saw the, the signature on the bottom, and it says N. Browning in 1979. Well... My grandmother passed away three months before I was born. I never met her. She had cancer. She passed away. She's about 55 years old. Really, really tough. I never met her, and I always kind of, you know, I didn't, never liked that. Obviously, you never, we never want that. Um, well, she saw this painting, and it has my grandmother's signature on it. My grandmother painted that in 1979, and none of my family knew that existed. We had no clue that this existed anywhere at all. They knew she had some, you know, hobbies and stuff, but they didn't know. This. And so when she saw this painting and saw the name on it, she bought it immediately and saved it for us to give it to us after our wedding. And so it was really special to me um, because now I have a piece of my grandmother. I never met her. I don't have any memories with her, um, but I have this. So it was really special to me. Yeah, that's awesome. Thanks, Grant. 
people, people love buying gifts, and we found that out this past week on uh, Cyber Monday, which was this past Monday. Adobe estimates that $12.4 billion was spent in one day in the United States. On Black Friday, $9.8 billion. On Thanksgiving Day, $5.6. So the total spending from Thursday, Thanksgiving Day to this past Monday, Cyber Week, $38.1 billion that was spent on gifts that are going to be given. And if you're still looking for gifts, the good old Neiman Marcus catalog has some just for you. There's a 25-inch tall Waterford Crystal Nutcracker that retails for $19,000. There's a uh, expandable large mixed-cut diamond ring that sells for $43,000. Or the gift that everybody in the room wants is the balloon swan. That's a real gift in their catalog and it's only going to set you back $14,000. I wouldn't give $14 for it, but you know somebody has to have this on their dining room table, don't they? Can I remind us this morning that the money spent during Cyber Week pales in comparison to the amount that God spent on us when he sent Jesus? The gifts from a Neiman Marcus catalog pale in comparison to the lavish gift that God gave us when he sent Jesus as the Savior for our sins. The value of our material gifts, and some of them can't be numbered. My truck, you couldn't give me enough money for it. The photo, the painting, you couldn't give Grant enough money for it. But those gifts, they even pale in comparison to the price that God paid for us. On Tuesday, as I was finalizing this message, I was reminded that it was the day we call Giving Tuesday. We're going to spend $38 billion Thursday through Monday, and then on Tuesday, we're going to give a little bit off to the side, right? And the, 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 the message behind Giving Tuesday is these two words, radical generosity. Radical generosity is the concept that the suffering of others should be as intolerable to us as our own suffering. And can I offer to us this morning that there is no more radical generosity than the generosity that God has given to us. This morning, we are in awe of his gift. The gospel, the word of God, is built completely on the fact that God gave to us. And because God gave to us, we're in awe of his gift. Today, I want to highlight three of them. We're in awe of the gift of the life of Jesus, of the light of Jesus, and of the love of Jesus. Again, if you have your Bible, we're in Isaiah chapter 9 and verse number 6. Let me talk about this first point with you, the life of Jesus. The verse says, for a child is born to us and a son is given to us. And, and when we hear those words, we immediately jump to the rest of the verse. And his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. But we miss this important contextual clue right here. A child is born to whom? us and a son is given to whom and in context when this was written this was written to the nation and to the people of Israel and that child and son was given to them but because of God's grace we have been adopted and grafted into God's family and so now we are recipients of this gift as well and it's not just that the fact that it's to us but it's the dynamics of the phrasing of the sentence a child is born for something to be born is a great and wonderful process, but it's filled with pain and stress and struggle. But not only was a child born, a son was given. When something is given, there's a desire to share. We give so that someone is unable to repay, uh, unable to manufacture. It's not earned, it's given so that someone could be blessed. And the Bible says a child is born and a son is given. What that means is Jesus was fully man, but he was also fully God. 
He was born so that he could be fully man. He was given because he was fully God. He was born, he had an earthly beginning. He was given because he had no beginning. John chapter 1 lays it out for us and says it better than I ever could. In the beginning, the Word, that's Jesus. The Word already existed. And the Word was with God and the Word was God. And he existed in the beginning with God. Long, long time ago, somebody said to me, you know, the best thing that God ever did was make Jesus. I said, no, God didn't make Jesus. Jesus is God. He was with God in the beginning, but he chose, the fully God part of Jesus came. He chose to come and be born to us and for us. It was the gift of his life that he gave so that we might have eternal life. Can I point out this morning to those of us in the room that are struggling with our self-worth, and if we're honest, who doesn't struggle with our self-worth at times? How much more precious to God are we knowing that Jesus would be willing to leave heaven and come to earth? How beautiful that is that he would leave the splendor of heaven and come, that he would give his life that we might have eternal life. It was a gift he gave to us, the gift of his life. But the second gift that we're in awe of is the gift of his light. Again, the verse says that a child is born to us and a son is given to us. And we've heard Isaiah 9, 6 over and over and over again. But I love to dig in and study the context of a passage. And before you can even start reading Isaiah chapter 9, you have to read Isaiah chapter 8. becomes its first in chronological order. And in Isaiah chapter 8, it talks about a dark time in the nation of Israel. The nation was actually divided into two nations. There was the northern kingdom called Israel, and that kingdom was collapsing because the Assyrian empire was coming in and taking land and territory and oppressing them. And the southern part of the land called Judah, they were in a state of spiritual and moral decline. And Isaiah chapter 9 verse 1 says that in the midst of this darkness and despair, nevertheless, that time of darkness and despair will not go on forever. What God's word is communicating to us is that in context, he brought his light to the darkness that Judah and Israel was facing. But for you and I today who are still studying God's word, when we feel like we're in a state of spiritual and moral decline, a child has been born and a son has been given. When we feel like the enemy is coming against us and advancing all around us, a child has been born and a son has been given. John chapter 1, verse 4, again says it better than I could. The word, that's Jesus. He gave life to everything that was created. We just talked about that. But then it says, and his life brought light to everyone. And I love verse 5. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness can never extinguish it. Whatever kind of darkness you might be walking through today, whether that, again, is a spiritual or moral season decline that you're in, whether you feel like life is closing in around you, he comes to your darkness and he brings his light. It's the gift of his light and we're in awe of his light. The third gift that we're in awe of this morning is the love of Jesus. Again, the verse says he was born to us and he was given for us, but we have to pause and ask ourselves a simple question, why? Why was he born to us and why was he given for us? And the easy response is because he loves us. It's because he loves us. You got, you got out of bed, you got dressed, you came to church to hear the kids sing this morning, but I want to remind you of a truth that you probably already know but need to hear again. Jesus loves you. Jesus loves you. You say, man, I could have watched that online. Yeah, but it's better in person. 
And we love everybody that's watching online, but those in person got to hear Bonita McNall play the piano in the commons when they came in this morning. And we don't have a way to get Christmas tree cakes through the internet. If we did, we'd get them to you. But I want to remind you, whether you are online or on the radio or here in person, Jesus loves you. We need that reminder at Christmas time that he loves you enough that he would come and give his life, that he would give his light, that he would give his love. I grew up memorizing and reciting a verse, for God so loved the world that he gave. You know where I'm going with this. John chapter 3 and verse 16. I, I like to read and teach and study now from the New Living Translation, and I love the way it says this, for this is how God loved the world. In other words, this is the tangible expression. This is the visual demonstration. This is the gift, the proof of his love. This is how he loved the world that he gave his one and only son. And we could even insert right there the word why. Why did he give his one and only son? Because he loves us and so that everyone believes in him will not perish, but will have everlasting life. The Bible goes on to say in verse 17, which gets forgotten often, God sent his son not to judge the world. You know, the, the world seems to think that's why Jesus came, to tell us how bad we are and to point out all the things that we did wrong. But God says in his word that Jesus came not to judge the world, but to save the world through him. And God gave us a gift that is more valuable than a Waterford crystal nutcracker, more precious than a balloon swan, he gave us the gift of his love. And it's his love that provides us with eternal life. And I know some of us are thinking, when we hear eternal life, we think, I have all the, all the life I can handle right now. I don't need any more nine to five. I don't need any more waiting on the weekend. I don't need any more taxes or bills or health challenges or decisions. I don't need any more life. But he doesn't promise us just normal life. He promises us eternal life with him. In the Bible, if we were to read into the book of Revelation, talks about how there's no sickness, there's no sorrow, there's no pain, there's no darkness in heaven. When we're with him, we're with our Savior forever. And I don't know about you, but I'm a candidate for more of that life. You can, you can take all that this world has now. Just give me Jesus. Just give me Jesus. Eternal life with him forever. Romans chapter 6 says it this way, the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord. He exchanges, he trades our sin for his life so that we can live with him forever. And as our kids finished this morning, they said, thanks be to God, 2 Corinthians 9.15, thanks be to God for his inexpressible gift. I love that word, inexpressible. It's a gift that can't be counted or determined. It's a gift that can't be measured or compared. It's a gift that can't be articulated in our human vocabulary. It has no equal. It has no rival. It is the greatest gift that could ever be given. There is no greater expression of love than the love that Jesus shows us. And John chapter 15, verse 13 says it this way, there is no greater love than to lay down one's life for one's friends. You're God's friend. You're God's friend. And he sent his gift, his gift of Jesus, the love of Jesus, the life of Jesus, the light of Jesus into your reality to die for you, to express, to demonstrate tangibly his love for you. He wants you to be reminded of it this morning.
Would you bow your head for just a second? Jesus loves you. Jesus loves you. His Christmas gift is his love to you. If you're here and that's an unfamiliar concept to you, or if you're here and you've never really fully embraced the truth of his love, he's asking for you just to surrender your heart to him and say, Lord, I I trust you. I give you my life. I believe in you. I surrender to your plan. Maybe you're here and you've never said yes to Jesus. Maybe today would be a good day to give him your life. Or maybe you're here and at one point you were really walking passionately with the Lord, but for whatever reason, you've kind of turned to your own ways. You've you've made choices and decisions that have put distance between you and him. Today would be a wonderful day to receive his forgiveness and to once again be reminded of his love. If that's you and you'd like to say yes to Jesus this morning, whether you're saying yes for the first time or you just may be recommitting yourself to him, would you just slip up your hand and maybe try to make eye contact with me so I know to pray for you this morning. I want to see where you are. Thank you. I won't embarrass you. Thank you. I just want to pray for you this morning. Thank you. I've seen several, several hands that have gone up today. If you're online, you can write the word yes in our chat box. Thank you. You write that word yes in our chat box so we know about the decision that you're making today. He loves you. He loves you. The Bible says if we confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord and we believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead, we'll be saved. This morning you lifted your hand. You said, I believe. I believe in Jesus. I believe in his love for me. But now there's that moment of confession. It's a prayer that we need to pray. It's the first of many prayers that you'll pray in your walk with the Lord. But I want to lead all of us in the room in this prayer. So would you repeat this after me? Dear Jesus, thank you for loving me. I'm sorry that I have sinned and lived a life that was not pleasing to you. Today I receive you as my Savior and Lord. I ask you to forgive me of my sins and make me more like you. And I will do my best to live for you from this day forward. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. If you'd be so kind and you're able, would you stand with me all across this room? You know, if you said yes to Jesus this morning, you need to let somebody know about it. And we'd love to hear about the decision that you've made. We'd love to help you get baptized in water. We saw several people baptized last Sunday morning. We'd like to help you grow in your faith. There's a number on our screens. You can text us right now, just the word yes, to 918-766-9117. We had people just last week that were texting us yes, and we're able to connect with them. We want to connect with you. Before we go, I want us to pause for just a quick second. And I want to ask that simple question that we ask every week, Holy Spirit, what are you speaking to me? If you just bow your head right where you are and make that your prayer, I'm going to get real quiet for a second and we're just going to listen and let the Holy Spirit speak to us for a second. Holy Spirit, what are you speaking to me today? Thank you for reminding us of your gift. Sometimes we we just miss it. We don't dwell on it enough. It's not that we're intentionally trying to ignore it. We just don't pause long enough to realize how precious and how wonderful and how great a gift 
that you gave when you sent Jesus and his life and his light and his love into our world. We thank you for it, God. We didn't deserve it. We couldn't earn it, but you freely chose to give. If you feel comfortable in doing so, I think we need to return praise to the Lord. You might want to lift up your hands to him. You might want to lift your voice to him, but we give you all the glory and we praise you, Jesus, for who you are. Thank you for what you have done for us. Thank you for coming from heaven to earth that we might find eternal life in you. We honor and praise and adore your holy name, your holy and wonderful name. Thank you, Lord. Would you sing it? Oh, come let us adore. Oh, come let us. One more time. Oh, come let us adore Christ. Man, what a special morning it's been. Thank you again so much for being here and spending your Sunday with us here at Spirit Church. Uh, before we go, I want to pray a prayer of blessing over you. So may the Lord bless you and protect you. May the Lord smile on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord show you his favor and give you his peace. Amen. We love you guys. Have a wonderful week.